Hey, everybody. Welcome to Making Sense with Dustin Lamontang from Research Capital. My name is Bryn Griffiths. Dustin joins us as always. How you doing? Good. How's it going, Bryn? Fine. Thank you. Hey, I want to talk about life insurance. Everybody wants to talk about life insurance, but they don't know what they should do, what they should not do. Do you have a suggestion or two on that topic? Oh, yeah. It's it's everybody's uh, favorite topic. Oh, yeah. Life insurance guys are so popular at parties, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, you, you know, it's it's a necessary evil. Uh, life insurance is something everybody needs. Um, I can tell you from firsthand experience that while it's very hard to lose somebody, um, and I've seen many clients lose spouses especially, um, they, they've never complained that the check's too big. Um, that money, even when somebody is grieving, makes the grieving process a little bit, uh, easier because it's, it's just one worry they don't have to have. Right. right? So if you have to take, you know, some, some people handle grief in different ways. I've seen people take six months off of work. And, um, if, if that's, you know, the, the grieving process you need to go through, you know, getting half a million dollars or, or a million, whatever your, your insurance kicks in at, um, or whatever you bought, um, allows you some flexibility, not only to, to clean up your, you know, your financial, your immediate financial picture, but it allows somebody some flexibility to, you know, maybe have those options to, to take some time off work, grief properly, that sort of thing. Um, Can we talk about term versus universal? Because this, some people just don't understand what this even is. Yeah. And, and typically, you know, we, we in, in in the investment industry we use it, uh, insurance in a couple different ways. Some is for income replacement. So typically for income replacement, I use term policies. They're nice and cheap. And what what that uh, generally involves is is if somebody has uh, you know financial obligations. And when when we're talking about term, it's to replace income from somebody that's passed away. So let's say you know, the, the, the one spouse is a primary income earner earns a hundred thousand dollars and you need to replace that income, uh, at a 5% rate of return, you need, uh, about $2 million to, to in, in coverage to replace that hundred thousand dollars worth of income. Okay. Now also people might have plans through work or, um, you know, some, some other plans that they set up years and years ago. We take that all into account when we're looking at a person's individual situation. Um, but typically a term dies, uh, dies off at the end of the term. So no, no pun intended there. Right. Um, but so t- typically if a person has some younger children, I'll, I'll look at a 20 year term that usually gets the, the, the family through that expensive university stage. Um, and I, I like to, to have full income replacement when I look at um, assessing a person's uh, life insurance needs for planning purposes. Um, and like I said, I've never seen a spouse complain that the check is too big. Right. Um, it, it really is something that is, is cheap. Um, especially if you get it when you're younger, anything 40 and, and below a 20 year term policy is usually very cost effective. Um, I I've seen, you know, 45 year olds get, uh, get a couple million in term insurance for, you know, less than $2,000 a year. Okay. Now, other things will impact your health, your weight, whether you smoke or not, that sort of thing. Um, but typically, a healthy person uh, has very reasonable, cost-effective uh, insurance premiums. Um, 
and, and t- typically, uh, for, for income replacement, like I say, I just use term, uh, where we get into some universal policies and a universal is, is you can think of it as a, a whole life policy, but with a, with an investment portion attached. Okay. Okay. We'll generally use universal for, uh, some additional, uh, income planning. And it, it's normally with, uh, with clients that have companies, um, there's some very good planning strategies you can incorporate universal insurance through, um, because within a universal insurance, you can actually build a tax shelter within that policy. Wow. So that can become uh, a very effective planning tool down the road. If you, if you pump money into one of these policies, if you have a company and then you can borrow the the cash value of the policy out later on in life, um, tax free. So that, that's a little bit complicated to get into in, in a podcast. Right. Um, involves quite a bit of numbers and calculations, but if anyone wants to, to give me a call, uh, we could talk about, um, those type of, uh, strategies. We, we, uh, we work with partners through our office to, uh, to provide, um, in insurance, uh, you know, normally, uh, on a very timely basis. So, um, I those just, type of strategies. I get the sense that this is the kind of thing, like if I was thinking about buying life insurance, I'm not sure that thinking of calling you would even be, uh, I guess, uh, top of mind. But, yeah, this is another area that people got to be concerned about, and there's also benefits to it. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, uh, pretty much anybody who has a family, um, they're really playing with fire if they don't have, uh, you know, adequate insurance because, um, you know, A, you can go from two incomes down to one, which can be financially devastating if you've got debt. but B, it's just the peace of mind. I mean, uh, you know, and, it, and it's it's one of those necessary evils. You you buy fire insurance on your house. You don't expect your house to burn down, but the the risk that, uh, you know, your house could burn down is just too great, and that's why we all pay that yearly amount, right? Well, we, we don't put the same value on our, on our personal lives or on our spouse's life, um, whereas, you know, that, that should be just a non-starter. Um, when, when you're talking about, uh, you know, the estate uh, planning portion, but aside from, you know, income replacement and some cor- corporate considerations, there's also some good estate planning tools, um, that, uh, insurance can provide. So, uh, I have clients that, you know, have considerable savings and they want to leave a specific amount for their kids. Okay. So maybe they get a policy to, uh, accomplish that, um, life end goal. Okay. So somebody, some people have very specific goals. They want to leave a million bucks each of their kids. Well, then you you can get a, a, an insurance policy that will take care of that request. Uh, and you can, you can get joint last to die policies, which don't pay until, you know, the last spouse passes away. There's all kinds of different, uh, combinations that the insurance industry has been very good at providing, uh, because people want, want those options. Um, in, in, in terms of, you know, costs or, or rules of thumb, um, for, for an individual private policy, of, of course you, you should be buying as much as insurance as you need for income replacement. I don't recommend getting overinsured because then you're, you know, you're, you're actually, uh, probably wasting money in that regard because you should be buying the insurance for the specific reason that you need it. Plus you want to okay. live. You want to have some fun. You don't want to be paying it to somebody else. Yeah, That's just how I see it anyway. Um, 
but you know, those things happen. I had a very good friend uh, pass away a couple of years ago at Christmas time in a freak uh, accident. Right. Um, it, it just happens. And uh, you know, ha- having that little bit of money coming in sure makes life a lot easier when you're going through that grieving process. So um, the, the other aspect for insurance that we use under uh, corporate planning is we, we do a lot of key man policies. So that'll be, um, you know, uh, to, to, to get insurance on, let's say you have a, a, a partnership that's running, uh, you know, a, a number of retail stores, whatever the business is. Uh, I always like to use the example of widgets. So they have a company selling widgets and uh, one of the partners passes away. Um, typically you don't want the, the other person's uh, spouse coming in and, and inheriting those shares and running the business with you. So what a key man policy does is that it pays for the other person's shares upon the demise of, of one of the partners hmm. so that the business can run fluidly. The cash is there to buy out the other partner. And then, uh, you know, everyone is looked after in that regard. This is kind of scary for a lot of people. If they want to uh, get into it deeper with you, how do people get a hold of you, Dustin? Uh, you can give me a call on my cell phone, 780-905-7729, or uh, you can always email me. Um, I, I always keep these in- inquiries, of course, in the strictest confidence. So uh, dlamontang at researchcapital.com. Excellent. Hey, thanks for your time. Great topic today. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brent. All right. Thanks for listening to Making Sense. Have yourself a great day. 